0: Howdy, Ags. AP from the tailgate, home of Aggie football, baby. Uh, Corey, what's up, man?
1: Not much, buddy. Where are you? You in the woods or something?
0: I'm at the ranch, my friend. Hey, at a- the ranch. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think I think most folks can tell you that I'm um, my day job is tax attorney, right? I'm a tax controversy attorney. That's what I do for to pay the bills. Uh, my second job is this nice little operation. Me and you got right here. Yeah, uh, it doesn't pay the bills, but, <laughs> but it does give me some expenses. So there's that. There you go. Uh, and uh, and now my third job is rancher or uh, just a little a little while ago. I was out counting the cattle giving them some feed, you know, making sure everybody was safe, taking care of my business. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to talking about football, getting pretty deep over here. Mr. Yeah. Reacher. You better bring your rubber boots in this conversation. Yeah, I That's all I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today's episode brought to you by Frida Homes, Building Aggie Dreams. Visit them at FridaHomes.com. Uh to get a hold of the, us at the show, if you've got questions, comments, obviously you can leave them on YouTube. Uh, you can also email us at axtailgate at gmail.com. We will respond to those comments and questions as much as we possibly can. Corey, it's getting yeah. pretty excited. We are a month from kickoff, baby. One That's month. That's it, baby. That's it. Can't wait. Dude, it, is, it is awesome. And actually... Actually, a week less from college football kickoff, you know, which starts the weekend before, right? We'll have some games leading up into that point. What do they call that? Weekend zero or something like that? Something stupid? Something like that. Week zero, whatever they want to call it. Yeah. it it's another week of college football. It's when our betting begins, right? Like, well, we it'll it begin before that. But. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of quick news and notes one we got a kid hit the transfer portal jason harris defensive end big time four star recruit from from last year's class transferring over to rutgers you know trying trying to get some playing time with obviously all the bodies that the aggies have on the defensive line so jason harris good luck to you sir is he eligible for this season yeah, he yeah, yeah, I think I think he'll be he'll be eligible for this season and there's no reason why um why he shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't look to an opportunity where he can get some playing time, which obviously he wasn't gonna do much of, it appears, uh right. here on campus.
1: How big a but loss he was
0: is a, that? Uh, he was a big time recruit though. I mean he was a he was a high four star kid at defensive end.
1: Do we have any other high four stars or five stars on that D line? <laughs>
0: Are we gonna be okay? Uh, no, we're, we're, lacking talent. Uh, we're lacking talent. Second big piece of news, Anaya Smith, charges dropped, suspension lifted, he's 100% back to the program, this bad boy is on track to get the season started right, Corey?
1: Hey, boy Craig Greening came through, met Craig, uh, the lawyer, when he was over there with Cameron and uh, Jim James, and... I guess Craig did his deal, did what he had to do, got Anais off. Uh, I guess Anais is innocent, you know? No, that's right, that's right. No charges, one, one Anias nothing is at innocent.
0: all. There, there's also all that something that he said, I think it was, uh, was it Chris Carter, during like one of those NFL symposiums that told folks like, hey, you have to have a fall guy, man. You got to keep a fall guy with you." Clearly <laughs> buddy went ahead and took the rap uh, on, on at least the weed, right? Uh, so Maybe. good Good strategy there for, by Anais, um, and I'm Remember also glad I to know. see that uh, Jimbo, I think, uh, reached out to his folks over there and started paying the paying the police officers enough to get to make sure that they were taking care of those kids, too, so, you know, we've got Talk the fun. In the, is that? Oh, my bad. That wasn't supposed to be said here today? Nah, maybe bad. it's all right. Yeah. We say whatever the hell we want to anyway. That's right. <laughs> uh, even more importantly, though, than, than making sure that the, uh, that the police department is taken care of over there in Aggieland, more important than that, Jimbo has obviously come back to his uh, uh, our, our boosters and the folks supporting AM and let them know that it's okay to start paying the players again. So, thank God. On that note, pool party, can you say the barbecue? There you go. Big, big event in Land this past weekend, Corey. Recruits from 23, 24, 25, you know. So, all you know, just a bunch of guys, a lot of big-time names. We're not going to go over all these names and everything else, but we will hit a couple of things. First of all, everything tells you it was a huge success. From everybody you talked to that was there and everything else, huge success, just great time apparently the kids are recruiting themselves at this point uh they get them all together at the pool party and man they sort of take care of business coming out of that already several commits since then starting with and i think probably this class's most important commit this is my opinion five-star linebacker anthony hill out of denton ryan Man, that was a huge, huge get. What do you got, Corey? Oh,
1: well, I'd love to see him suit up this year. We could use a use some linebackers. I mean, that's one place we're not that deep is linebacker. Um, but hey, bringing in a five star can't hurt. I mean, future's bright keeps getting brighter and brighter every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a position of need. There's no question, right? I mean, there's a right. it's a position of need, and so you know, bringing him in at that level. After missing out on last year's linebacker, five-star linebacker, I think I think is huge. I think it's huge to get him in early so that he can start his recruiting process because he's one of those guys that's gonna talk to a bunch of folks, a bunch of other recruits, and try to get him on board, especially on the defensive side. So I love I, I love it, man. Great, great get, and uh, you know he was it was a situation where you took him from uh, Texas, which you know just across across the state. Um, so an in-state in-state rivalry on the recruiting side. Yeah,
1: that is big. What's uh What's the word on that quarterback from USC? Any news on him?
0: Well, and there's your other piece of news. Nice, nice, nice there, Corey. Yeah, so a couple, you know, we had <laughs> Malachi Nelson shows up. You know, in spite of the fact that he's committed to USC, he's a California kid. You know, he's been with Lincoln Riley for a while. He was committed to Oklahoma at Lincoln Riley to Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma prior to that. You know. Big time, number one recruit in the class, and he was at the pool party. A lot of speculation about whether or not he's going to stick to his commitment to USC. This is big. This is a big one for Jimbo. You know, this obviously is the number one recruit in the country. He surpassed Arch Manning as the number one quarterback in the country. Um, He's got all the tools um, that you would want out of your quarterback and the question is can jimbo convince him that coming to play here for him is better than going to play at usc for lincoln riley let me ask you this how do you think that ends up man i
1: hope it works out well for us i'm not sure about lincoln riley i'm not sure what else going on out there but you can't get too much depth in that quarterback room. I know they that someone screwed it up once. I don't think Jimbo's going to screw it up. I mean, you get – how many guys do we have in the past? Two or three guys are in NFL teams that were on the same roster and we couldn't keep one of them? So, I
0: don't know.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: a great point there, Corey, because, look, right now the quarterback room is great for this year. But you can expect that one of the top two – you know, either Haynes or Max is going to transfer at the end of the year or some at some point here in the next season – Right. And, you know, then you've got Connor and whoever's remaining and you still need another body in there. So they need they need somebody in this recruiting class. Now, I'll tell you this. If it isn't if it isn't Malachi, I mean, they can go down and get a. A body, right, they can go get a three star yeah. kid that has some potential, can grow into a role and those types of things to fit that need, because Connors going to be a freshman, right? Connor's right. going to be a freshman, and that's going to give you some ability to sort of push through. But you need somebody. You need a recruit in that spot.
1: And what you're saying, I mean, I'm not really worried about, you know, if we lose Max or Haynes. I mean, that sucks. I mean, both those guys are good players. But I don't see us losing Connor at all, no matter who comes here. Connor's an Aggie. That guy, you right. hear him talking. and right. know, he's wanting to be an Aggie. He's wanting to be an Aggie for a while. Uh, he's going to stay around. Um, he's going to be a baller. So, either way, I think our future is bright with him for two or three years down the road. I agree. And
0: that's why I say that it doesn't have to be Malachi Nelson, right? It doesn't have to right. be Malachi. It can be right. somebody else. As a matter of fact, I mean, you've, got, you've got a guy <laughs> yeah. that was rumored to be considering the Aggies in Austin, uh, who who is committed to Baylor, right? Austin mm-hmm. Novoset committed to Baylor. He was considering a couple of other schools, including AM. Uh Ohio State, Notre Dame, I think, was in the group maybe. Uh And he's come out and said he's strong to Baylor now. He's committed to Baylor. He's not going anywhere. I imagine it probably has a little something to do because he's got some Aggie ties, family ties. It probably has a little something to do with the Aggies recruiting Malachi right now as hard as they possibly can.
1: Yeah. And it's not – I mean, I can't imagine anybody ever coming out saying, I got strong ties to Baylor. I'm staying with Baylor. Uh, I don't know why any idiot would ever say that. So – I mean, do we really want the guy after he says something like that? Got to think about, you know.
0: Look, I think he's a good kid. I think he's a good kid. He's, a, I think he's a good. I'm not really not good not. I'm quarterback. I'm worried about his head. I'll I'm worried about this. where that head's at. <laughs> I'm worried about that kid. You know, if this was Baylor, if this was if this was Baylor a couple of years ago, I'd agree with you. But under Aranda, you know, he's he's. I, I like the guy. I think he's a he's a good coach. So they're they're a solid program right now.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the Big 12's tough. They're going to have a hard time this year. It's going to be rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's big true. Twelve, SEC. Yeah. They're knocking heads. I mean, they're
0: going to be. Oh. <laughs> Look, another,
1: <laughs> another.
0: <laughs> so moving on from the quarterbacks, obviously that's 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 going to be one of the big talking points throughout this recruiting cycle of who the quarterback is. You know, well, I'm sure that you know you'll you'll. You'll figure out what's going on with Malachi. And if he's not the guy, they'll go pick some other body to to be the third the third quarterback in the room. Another position that showed up, five-star safety, Tony Mitchell committed to Bama already. He was in town. He was at the pool party. Uh, hmm. Jimbo trying to pull a little magic and try to get this five-star Alabama commit to uh, to flip sides. What do you think?
1: i love it i love it man i mean people are gonna do it to us we're gonna do it to them it's just the way college football is now i mean i can't blame the kid for going out and testing the waters seeing what's out there seeing what people have to offer there's money there's life-changing money out there for these kids and I'd, i'd be the same i'd be in the same their shoes too i'd be going out saying hey what can I do here? What's my best opportunity to get on the field to show what I can do? I mean, they're going to be playing each other. You're playing talent. If you're in the SEC, you're playing talent. I don't care if you go to Vanderbilt. You're going to be playing mm-hmm. against talented teams. People are going to see you. I mean, I think Vanderbilt had as many people get drafted or in the first couple of rounds as Texas did last year. If you look at yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's
0: a great point there, Corey. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, in reality, that's – the fact of the matter is, it's not even today's college football, right? I mean, recruits have been flipping right. commitments for 20 years, 30 years. You know, I mean, that's not a new thing. Oh, yeah. In it's it is what it is. got to recruit them all the way through the signing. Um, and everybody knows that. So, it'd be great. He'd be a great get to add to this class for sure. But
1: what um, I'm saying
0: is the proof is in the pudding.
1: I mean, look at the SEC every year in the NFL draft. Right. Who dominates the NFL draft boards? It's the SEC. So, I mean – it doesn't if you want to play it, in the NFL can't, or playing in
0: the SEC. There's no question.
1: Exactly. And I feel sorry for Harris going to Rutgers. I was just getting back to that. Rutgers, I mean, if he had a choice, I would have gone somewhere in the SEC. I would have stayed closer to home, somewhere in Texas. Football in Texas is a lot better than football in But well, he's
0: Jersey. from he's he's from he's from up in that area though, right? Well, you should have stayed around here anyway. Just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, great point on the SEC and just the way I mean, like you said, the proof is in the pudding, right? So, it you know, the NFL draft shows that every year, you know, if you come play here in the SEC, you're gonna you've got a higher likelihood of ending up in the NFL yeah. because you're competing against the best, right? Exactly. Even on teams like Vandy, because they're gonna have a chance to show out against some of this top end talent as well. I mean, it's even guys
1: that don't get drafted. Exactly. I mean, there's guys that don't get drafted to sign to NFL teams every year. We had what three or four Aggies from last year's class. Didn't get drafted, they're they're with the NFL
0: team somewhere doing something. So, absolutely correct. You know, give yourself a chance, right? And right. and here's the other thing: it doesn't hurt to sign up with one of these schools that's going to pay you a little NIL money while right. you're here. You know, sacrificing your body for 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 the school, right? Exactly. Uh, I think Aggies pay a little NIL money, so. I recommend some of these athletes to come come on over and, and experience that part of it. That's right. Corey, you were offering uh, an Nil for your uh, trucking business, correct? Exactly.
1: Can't really afford it right now. I got a truck down so uh, it's gonna be kind of hard but
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so so here's a couple of things. you know, a, a, aside from Anthony Hill, a couple more recruits since the pool party. Dalton Brooks, a kid from Shiner, probably a safety, but he's an athlete, running back safety kind of kid. Also with offers from Bama and Texas, he committed, uh, a four-star guy, Uh, three-star defensive lineman, Samu uh, Tauman Sorry, I can't say that. Love it. Is he Hawaiian? Three-star kid, 6'3", 380 pounds, my man. Love it. Is he a Hawaiian?
1: Is that a Hawaiian name? That that uh, Tom and the Because I love those Hawaiian players. You know what I'm saying? The big husky guys. The name. <laughs> it. The name sounds. It. They eat uh, up. They eat up some space it. in there, man. And well, that that's size, one thing
0: he will do. At yeah. Three eighty. We'll stick him in there. He'll stop the run on his own. Oh, I didn't know if you he say he's
1: going to eat or just take up space or what
0: he was going to do. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then 2024 commit uh, defensive lineman uh Daylon Evans also uh, you know so another another big time guy you know they've gotten some recruits since then really picked up on the recruiting trail in the last couple of weeks Uh, in reality they're up to nine in the class which a class that's currently ranked around 33 34 depending on who you look at somewhere in that range um but the average grade for the nine players is 93.07 which is top five in the country right so in reality at this point they just got to sort of Keep adding quality players. It's not going to be a big class. It's not going to be like last year that was almost 30 or was 30. It's more along the lines of a number of around 20, you know, 20 guys, uh, maybe, you know, plus or minus a couple of folks there. So, um, you know, just keep adding quality players, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and recruiting is one thing, but as big as the transfer portal is now, I mean, Look at what Alabama's done the last few years and these other big programs. They go out and get players. It's like a free agent. I mean, they pick up some of the best players every year. Alabama's got a running back from Georgia Tech this year. Uh, I don't know. You got a couple wide receivers that were, you know, I think they got – who's the best wide receiver they just get? Was it Georgia's or somebody's? I can't remember who it was.
0: Yeah, the guy from Georgia.
1: But, I mean, every year. I mean, so A&M's going to get in that eventually, but we don't need to right now. We have the depth and the talent and – I mean, we're not losing players. I'm a firm guys. believer, man,
0: if you keep developing them, if you keep developing them, the, the young guys, man, you don't even have to hit the transfer portal very hard, right? I mean, exactly. And yeah. I would prefer I mean, that's that. The thing. I would I mean, prefer at, that.
1: Yeah. I prefer to develop them also. But if you All don't, right, so, what I'm saying is there's also other options.
0: So, trying to, you know, just rounding out the recruiting talk. Biggest need for this class. Obviously, we just got the linebacker. We talked about how big of a need that was remaining biggest need for this class what is the what is the one thing you would say hey we got to get this
1: i mean i like the linebacker i mean i'd I'd almost i'd load up on linebackers to be honest with you d-line we're set. d-line for years it seems like i mean we got d-line after d-line after d-line secondary strong we're getting some linebackers or wide receivers i think there's one
0: position in particular i'm thinking about
1: man we can always use offensive line o-line's always Austin's a big line. need uh running backs we could always use running backs because i mean but quarterback seems like we have depth there now tight ends were strong receiver. so yeah o-line linebacker and uh i think that's about where i'm at right now is o-line where are you
0: at i would say yeah and 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 for sure the linebacker like we talked about i mean anthony hill is going to be a big piece of that and you know they they They've got some some good pieces in there, but he's he's really going to be a guy that adds to the adds to the level of play at that at, at that position. I think old lines a big is a big group for this for this class. I think uh, they need they need some quality quality offensive line depth. I I want I want to say they have to they have to sign four at least, and you, you're probably you know. I, if I, I thought can you get were saying that last year that we. I thought that's, you
1: said last year we need to sign like four guys a year, in order to stay
0: competitive with the L line. Well, that last like, year, last year they ended up signing. Four. I thought yeah. that's what
1: you said. I thought you said we need so to sign So you got and that's my year.
0: point. You got to do it every year with the offensive line, right? You're putting five of those guys on the field every year, you know. So you need to be, you need to add those kind of numbers every year. Last year, you know, right. there was there was I think we ended up with four, and you know that's a good number. But in reality, in a class as big as last year's of thirty players, I mean, five or six should have been the number, right? And right. and this year, I think they have to try to make up for that a little bit and get at least five. Hopefully, hopefully they're able to get there. But you know, you got to always add talent on the offensive line. There's so many of those guys that play, and there's injuries and everything else. And you know, with the big guys, it's always hard to tell how they're going to continue to grow and develop into that body, right? So. There's right. going to be guys that fall off, right? I mean, it's just part of it. Exactly. I mean, and we haven't been
1: a school um, to develop offensive line that well as uh, as Arkansas has. I mean, look at what we've done. Last year, it kind of sucked. So hopefully, we're getting better.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and, and that's a big piece of it too. You got you got to develop those guys, and I think our new coach hopefully does does that. Hopefully, he sticks around for many years. Um, all right, so that you know, sort of good talk about recruiting look the fact of the matter is that you know what was it like 2 weeks ago there was was it Brady Quinn that comes out talking shit about the aggie recruiting and he gets slapped in the face by everybody that knows anything about football saying you're an idiot right exactly. and he's basically he's basically an idiot he was a disappointment as a quarterback he was a disappointment <laughs> as an NFL player you know love and it, now love he's it. a disappointment as a news analyst and and, exactly. and definitely a college football analyst yeah. so exactly Brady Quinn, thank you for playing. Bye bye. Yeah, he's definitely um, getting fired. <laughs> he should. He definitely yeah, should. He's gone. Uh, he's gone. So good news for the Aggies. They they picked it up, and and that'll continue. You know, there's a lot of projections that we may we may hear some news in the next couple of weeks as well. Some more of these players coming in and signing. So uh, we'll continue to update that list and see what see what happens. Uh, another big thing here now you know we've talked about it kids the athletes the players reported today to campus everybody's there practice officially starts tomorrow those guys are getting geared up they'll have their you know time without pads you know probably I think it's for practice without pads or something like that and then you get into the shells and so on and so forth but before we start getting into some of the things anticipating practice we got a bunch of preseason awards lists and we got some guys on these awards lists. So let me go through a couple of these, Corey. Let me, let me see what you think. Yeah. Uh, Dev- Devon a. Chain, uh That included in the Hornung list, which is the most versatile player in college football foster to the Rem- Remington list, which is for the centers. Uh, Here's the two guys that got, let me, let me, actually, let's go here. McKinley Jackson is on the Outland, which is top interior lineman, offense or defense. Uh, Constantino, the Ray guy for the punter. And then these two guys were on multiple lists and really are getting a lot of praise from all around the country. Layden Robinson, who was named to the Outland trophy list, which is the top interior lineman. The Werfel, which is community service and leadership. Then, and the Lombardi for most outstanding overall lineman uh, offense or defense. Right, So some nice praise there for Layden Robinson preseason. And then Antonio Johnson, no surprise, a guy that we've been talking about all offseason is going to be the best player on this defense. He was nominated for the Thorpe for the best DB, the Nagurski, the best defensive player, Benarek for most outstanding defensive player. So uh, good representation. Corey, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I, I like what i see i, I don't see aniah smith on
1: anything that's that's disappointing you know i think he's one of the top receivers especially coming back um uh, yeah. i'm not sure what the award is for punt returner kickoff returner whatever i mean he's top punt returner in the nation i think one of them coming back and even as a receiver oh, yeah. he's up there i don't understand why he's not any awards i mean ah chain duh i mean you know what i'm saying it's just duh the guy's just awesome Johnson's awesome. We've known that. We've watched them play. Uh, they should be on the awards list. But I think Anaya's isn't getting the credits that's uh, due to him. But it's great to see those guys get recognized uh, that are on the list. I mean, I think it's – Boy, that's a great,
0: great, great, great point. Yeah. Uh, clear omission, if you ask me, like you said, um, on, yeah. on all these. I mean, you know, it's uh, – I'll tell you one other guy that I thought would probably get a little bit of recognition uh, is Ruben Fathery. Reuben Father, who I thought had a much better year than Foster, who's on some of these lists, um, Reuben Father, no, no real mention there. I expect him to have a tremendous year this year, right? Um, and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing his name on the postseason award lists.
1: That's the that's the one that's really important, which mean a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, mean a lot more. Yep. Uh, i remember so, a okay. surprised
1: McKinley Jackson showed up on some of those lists too. Be honest.
0: Yeah, he didn't have a great year last year, right? I mean yeah, he no. wasn't he wasn't uh very very productive. Yeah, no. That's that's crazy that he's on there. All right, so they're starting practice tomorrow. You know, they'll be out there in t-shirts and helmets. Uh you know, going through a lot of walkthroughs, you know, drills, that kind of stuff. First day of practice is a lot of acclimation, uh getting the kids used to everything figuring out where they got to be where they got to go all those things how the rotations work all those kinds of things right and so it'll be fun to start watching that process obviously uh you know you'll start seeing more and more as they start putting the shells on and the pads on as far as who's doing what and and everything else because you know we always used to talk about the guys that you know showed up early in camp whenever no pads were on it's like uh yeah, look like Tarzan, play like Jane. You know, like you know, they they always uh, yeah, uh, they always show out when there's no hitting and whatnot. They look great, but the moment it gets physical out there, then you know who the real players are, right? Those guys oh, step yeah. up when the when the hitting begins. Um, so that'll give you a much better idea. That'll be ne- more next week. So let's go through a few things, Corey. In your opinion, top three things to watch during fall camp just generally three things to watch
1: well the first thing of course is the quarterback competition i mean that's number one you gotta follow that and see where uh see where that lands see who's uh if anybody's stepping up or if they're just really competing against each other um of course the defensive line there's gonna be i mean i don't know how many players we have competing for spots on that defensive line i think it's more than double figures you know we got more than 10 players i think competing for starting you know, for playing time um what else uh there's i mean wide receivers see what who's going to be there for the wide receivers uh who's going to be our starting tight end there's a lot of question marks there's they're everywhere right now on offense uh the o-line how's that new o-line coach gonna what's he gonna do you know what's he doing what's our d-line what's our d-line? I mean, there's so many questions coming into this season we have so much talent it's just we're just not sure about what's where is it set at
0: i'll give you i'll give you my three go ahead and i'm gonna i'm gonna go a different route than than where you went all right this i do agree 100 percent. the d-line rotation is 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 huge right i'm gonna go more specific than that i want to know who's bringing the pressure who's playing defensive end where's those reps coming from Who's getting the reps at, uh, during third down? Who's the D-line guys on third down? What kind of rotation are they going from on first and second down to third down with more rusher-type guys, right? Who are the guys getting the pressure? I think that's one of – you know, that's no – uh, You're going to see a lot of pressure
1: here. come from the interior of that defensive line this year, I bet you. I bet you're going to see a lot of pressure coming yeah. right up the middle. You're going to see a lot. I like that. Up the middle. I like that. That quarterback's not going to have There's a whole lot of time. Nothing quarterbacks
0: hate more. Nothing quarterbacks hate more than middle pressure up the middle, right? Because yeah, exactly. Because we're going there's going to be a lot of three step
1: drops and getting rid of that ball quick because we're going to have so much pressure on them up the middle. So
0: go ahead. Hey, I saw Zach Calzada who was constantly getting pressure right up the middle last year. So I'm saying, write that down. Go uh, ahead. So I think I think that's one thing <coughs> for me to watch. Another one, also on the defensive side, is generally the defensive alignment. What are these guys doing on first and second down? How complex are they going to are they going to get with their play calling on defense? Um, how how versatile and interchangeable are the different different guys that they're going to use at linebacker defensive end, even even into the nickel safeties? How much are they bringing some of those guys? Um, you know. Are they gonna simplify the scheme some to get the young guys up and running instead of just doing what they did last year with Elko where all we had a bunch of blown assignments all the time? I mean, I wanna know what are they doing as far as that defensive alignment and the play calling? What are we gonna see depending on the different downs and and, and distances that we're gonna that we're gonna see during the season, right? That to me is this is one of the other things that I think is huge for this team going forward because we have the athletes. To play defense, the question is whether they're going to know their assignment well enough and be able to execute it on every single play that they're going to actually be successful. Corey, no,
1: I agree with you. <clears throat> uh, that is a big question mark. But like I was saying earlier, there's question marks everywhere on both sides of uh, both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, where are you at sitting with quarterback? I mean, I, I have no idea. So let me give you
0: my third. I'm going to give you my third one. My third thing to watch, I'm not gonna say quarterback. I'm not. Don't. My third thing to watch is gonna be the passing game in general. I want to see the play caller, the execution of the passing game. That's the
1: same damn thing you say every year. It's the same thing you say every year. Jimbo's play calling. You just know. need to hire a freaking offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Jimbo's got to suck up his pride and say, "Hey, man, I'm, I need to put this blame on somebody else." Because I'm tired of getting yelled at by Alejo Pacini Because I'm just being serious. <laughs> he needs to start <laughs> I mean, he needs to up? do that. That's the reason why somebody's a boss and you hire people under you because that guy's wrong. You know, that way somebody else can be wrong instead of you being the head coach.
0: Because right now well, i hire the head coach because he can't.
1: He sucks his offensive coordinator because he can't
0: get the ball downfield. And to me, this, that part of the thing is that there's also a fact that as the offensive coordinator, him calling plays, he takes away from his duties as a head coach. He's exactly. unable to perform. His, he all can't his manage duties the team. He's, coach, not the team. he's not managing the team.
1: He's not right. managing the team. He's managing the offense, and he's focused on that. And, of course, I mean, he's letting the other coaches coach their positions, but he needs a guy to take control of that offense. That's his focus. That's his main focus. And Jimbo can focus. Not, I mean, that's what's what a head coach should do. It should be the, the manager of the team. Then you, you just like any other business.
0: But I don't know. I agree. Realize that. Yeah. And, and so it's the
1: same damn conversation we me, have every
0: year. It is and it is. And it is. But that to me is why it's so important because it's the question of whether he's able to actually evolve this year, right? Can he change? He's been talking a big game about all that. He's He's not going to change, man. He's an old dog.
1: he actually do something about it? We're going to have the same Uh conversation next year. He's an old dog. He's not going to learn any new tricks. We're going to be sitting here doing the same conversation saying, why didn't we get the ball downfield? Why isn't he doing any rub routes? Why is he not doing this? I mean, it's going to be like we have talent here. We're not getting them open. It's going to be the same damn conversation until somebody, even I think the athletic director is going to have to sit down with him and say, hey, man, you need to hire an offensive coordinator, Okay. I'm not. I'm not well, saying you have to. I'm telling you to hire an offensive coordinator and let him coordinate the offense.
0: Eventually, they will start putting pressure on him for his offensive play calling, right? And he will have to make a decision. I think eventually. I'm not. I mean, I'm not he's sure talked about he it. He's talked
1: about. Him. He's talked about. Hey, we need to get the ball downfield. He talks about it. It's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to do it.
0: Correct. Um. And and so. As you can see, part of the reason I left out the quarterback is because I think that the factors around it are going to be more influential than the quarterback himself. I actually think that with the improved offensive line play and if Jimbo can call a better game, it really isn't going to matter which one of those three guys. And I include Connor in this conversation, not just Max and Haynes, right? I include all three of these guys. It doesn't really matter to me which one of them is taking the snaps behind center if He's getting the help he needs from the different positions around him as well as the play caller, right? I think they're all competent. I think they're all competent quarterbacks. I actually believe that Haynes has the bigger upside between him and Max. I'd love for Haynes to win that job. I think Connor's going to end up winning the job next year, not this year. He's going to grow through his freshman year. Yeah, but in my opinion, any one of them can be successful on this team because of the talent around them. You see what I'm saying? I do understand. I see what you're saying.
1: But like I said, I mean, all right. We're going so same conversation. Top three yeah. things
0: to watch there. Yep. maybe very, very likely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So how about this? Let's let's bring it in a little bit tighter and you know look at the top three players oh. that need to step up. Top three three players that need to step up for this team to be successful this year.
1: Number one, McKinley Jackson. He's got to step up. He's got to be a leader with that young defensive line. He's got to play better than he did last year. He's got to stay out of trouble. He's got to be a, I don't want to say role model, but he's got to be a leader. He's got to show those guys what to do and what not to do. Um. And that starts on and off the field. It starts with work ethic, practice. I mean, he might not be as talented as a lot of these guys that we just got, but he needs to get out there and work his ass off and show them how to work. Uh, number two, I mean, we're thin at the position. I, I like, I think linebacker, I mean, either White, uh, one of those guys going to have to step up. And I think White needs to take a big step up this year. I'm, I've been high on him the whole time. I think he's gonna, he needs to keep his head up. And not just, you know what I'm saying? Not just find, go ball, see ball, tackle ball. I I want them to read, do a little bit more reading. Yeah. Uh, That's my two. And then uh, just pick somebody from the offensive line. I don't know which one you want to pick, but one of those guys has to step up and be a big leader. We lost a big one last year. Uh, So, I mean,
0: who's our next?
1: You know, that's, I don't know who it's going to be, but one of those guys needs to step up.
0: Look, that, I think those are that's a great three, and I'll and I'll tell you, mine is not too far off from that. I'll, as the offensive line group, I think it's Foster that needs to have a big season this that's year. That's what I
1: was going to say, but I I didn't. I was like, yeah, because, but I mean, we're not even sure if he's going to be the starting center, right? Well, he might be moved to guard.
0: I mean, we don't. He's going to get a, you know he's going to get a spot, and I and I do expect that it's center. I actually believe that Wykoff would step right into second. Man, I've been just so impressed with how he's performed so far, and I think keeping him off, I don't – but, you know, the fact is that there's a bunch of bodies to hit, to drop in at guard right there, right, whether right. Aki or You know, Moko we talked about trainer. We talked about trainer. We don't even talk about it. Training? Him.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, so they've got so many options at guard. You think that, you know, one of those guys is going to get in there and, and get the opportunity to play – which probably makes Wyckoff off the, the odd man out and, and have him as a back which by the way, good to have a good backup center. We've known how it is to lose a center and yeah. how much we need a good guy to be able to step in at that position. Exactly. So that's huge, right? That's huge. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um
0: but Foster's gonna be my guy there on the offensive line. I fully think that he has for this team to be at its highest level of performance. He has to be a guy that that plays well, because I think the other pieces around him, by the way, are going to play really well as far as offensive line is concerned. Okay, right. Um, I'll tell you another guy. Jalen Jones, you know, we put a lot of expectations on him last year. Boy, if you remember from last year, preseason, man, I thought that kid was about to have a phenomenal year. Breakout, breakout, all SEC type performance after what he did as a freshman, starting every game as a freshman. Right. I was so impressed. I, I really enjoyed watching him play, practice, and all those things. And not really all that good of a season last year, especially the second half of the year. He he just at times looked lost in coverage. He he was uh, he 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 just was missing assignments. I don't know. Unimpressed. Five star guy, big time recruit. Jalen Jones, I think he's a guy that needs to step up. Um, and I don't know if that doesn't mean a shift to safety, by the way, for Jalen Jones, which I think would be a really good move for him as a player because he's that bigger body kind of guy. Boy, or even a nickel, right? Even moving him into nickel where Antonio Johnson played last year and let Antonio Johnson play that deep safety that Leon O'Neill was playing last year, right? But sort of in those spots, I don't know. You don't no, like that?
1: You know, I'm not moving Antonio Johnson from a position that he was really strong at last year to try something out with Jalen Jones. No, I'm leaving Antonio Johnson right where he's at. But go ahead. That was a dumbass thing you just said. But go ahead.
0: Well, it's not just to try Jalen Jones there. It's because we may need – I think we still need somebody to fill that deep safety spot. and Antonio Johnson is probably the best guy for the job, by the way.
1: He's also the best guy for what he did last year. Go
0: ahead. Sure, because I'm listening. He's our
1: best, you don't, you don't change the Don't fix something player. that's not broken. Don't fix something that's not broken. But go ahead. I'm All listening.
0: Right. So, Jalen Jones, that's number two. And my number three guy, as far as a guy that I think somebody needs to step up, like, I mean, I've played it a thousand times, right? A defensive end, but I don't know who that is. So, I'm keeping that out. My number three guy is something similar to what you, Cooper. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. I'm, Cooper White, same thing. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. One of
1: those. Two, there's only two of them no? I mean, who else do you pick from? We need more options.
0: Really, he is a difference maker as a linebacker because of his athleticism, <laughs> his ability to you know cover, be sideline to sideline, and he's got great instincts at the position. I mean, he. I I was so impressed by how much he improved last year from beginning of the season to end of the season, and I think for this defense to be as good as it possibly can be, he's gotta be a guy. He's gotta be a guy that continues to improve from last year to this year in a massive, massive way. And he's got to become a leader on this on this defense. So there's my other there's my number three. Okay. Um here's here's the next one. About top three surprise performers. So guys maybe that not getting a lot of pub yet but show out early on in the season and start and start producing for this team. Well,
1: I mean, our freshmen are such high regard. I mean, is it really a surprise? You should, I mean, I'd say Jake Johnson at tight end because <clears throat> I think he's going to be great. I think Nolan really? at defensive tackles will be great. But, I mean, those are two five-star picks. It's not like it's, mm, okay, you went with the five stars. Uh, I think uh, breakout guys, top, like, surprise – I mean, I don't know if, if Preston's going to be a surprise since he did it last year in LSU, but I think he's going to have a big season. Uh, Moosh, if we we're actually going to throw the ball downfield, I think Muhammad and Preston will be big parts of that. Um, but other than that, I mean, most of the stuff people know about, it's going to be the defensive line. We have a bunch of talent. Um, it's hard to say a surprise on the offensive line because they just don't get the accolades. You know what I'm saying? They don't get the ball.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. No, I Look, and I like the guys that – I mean, I think that the guys that you named are are going to have good seasons, right? I like those guys. I'm going to go a little bit deeper down into the hole here of are you going to say, I aren't getting... Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Anias, good
1: one. Good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guys not getting any pub whatsoever in this, you know, going into the season. And here's a couple of names that I'm going I'm to pull out of nowhere. Okay? Go ahead. One, is not really out of nowhere because it's a guy that, you know, I've been hyping up for two years now. That's Donnell Harris.
1: Oh, I thought you were going
0: to say Jalen Jones. Go ahead. Donnell, I'm hoping, comes up big this year. He is the prototypical pass rusher, man. That kid has the tools needed, the body build, everything to be a prototypical edge rusher, man. The dude is explosive, explosive. And as a junior, third-year guy, I fully expect for him to have some production. I said this last year, and it didn't happen. Let's yeah. see if it happens this year. Maybe Donnell's the reason that Jay Zahn said, "Hey, I gotta go." Maybe. Point being is Don L. Harris is, like I said, surprise performer for the Ale- opening see you. My, there's one. Go ahead. Here's another guy. Here's another guy. And with so much depth in the defensive backfield, and specifically at cornerback, this guy's not getting any run whatsoever. And he is coming off of an injury. Um, So we'll see sort of how he acclimates to getting back on the field. But Josh Moten, I was really, really impressed with Moten as he went through spring ball last year, and he ended up getting hurt. And was out the entire season. He started. He he came back this 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 spring as well. Started even getting back into things.
1: What did he hurt? Was I, it a knee injury or
0: what? Uh, I can't. You know, I can't remember now. Uh, but I want to say it was a knee injury. I, I do think it was a knee injury because it was. Yeah, it was a serious deal. But
1: that's I, tough I, I for a defensive actually, back. That's
0: a tough one to, for a defensive back to turn and burn. That's a good point. I'll say this: I was impressed with the guy and. You know, he wasn't as highly tired as a recruiter some of these other guys, but man, he came out and performed. And he was, you know, going in, that was going into his freshman season last year. So. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so, you know, hopefully, he can carve out a little bit of role in the rotation there, corner, and be a performer. And here's and here's another guy. You know, I I was sort of torn on whether to go maybe like a offensive weapon kind of guy, or, but I. So, obviously, I've done a couple of the Ernest Crownover, running back, and I, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, A Chain's going to be the feature back on this offense. There's no question about that. I think, and me and you have spoken about the fact that we think Anaya Smith is actually going to get a lot more reps this year in the backfield than he did last year, right? Mm-hmm. But I. Crownover is a good change of pace, man. Big, physical running back with some really good ability, man. And he showed some things, I thought, in the spring that he's ready to get on the field. I like what he brings to the table. I think, for right now, he's a better developed player than LJ. Um and and so i think he might be a little bit of a surprise performer there ernest crown okay i'm
1: not i mean i'm not really excited about that
0: one but the other one's uh there. and maury daniels is another guy i didn't mention and you know he he's he's one of the guys that probably gets some reps at, at coming out of the backfield as well so. all right um all right so a lot to look forward to practice beginning tomorrow Man, next week we'll have a little bit more to talk about as far as what has happened so far. Let's go to questions from the tailgate brought to you by Rawson Distributing, assisting Aggies with all their drilling needs. Aggie owned and operated. Rawson Distributing. All right, Corey. What person will have the biggest impact on the 2022 Texas A&M football season?
1: what person is that what you're asking what person that's correct Jimbo Jimbo that's not what I'm asking Jimbo's gonna have the biggest effect about his play calling we can't quit talking about that it's uh it's ridiculous it's uh I mean it's it's if he adapts if he's learned from his mistakes and that's what's huge in this world it's learning from mistakes and if he hasn't like I said everyone has the same conversation It'll be a disappointing season. If he has, then we'll be sitting here going yay. But as of right now, we'll see.
0: What do you think? I don't even have to answer that question. You did it for me. That's it, it's not even no. there's no question. Actually, it's not even a question, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's it's not a
1: personnel thing. issue. It's not we have no. the talent to talent be anybody is on our schedule. Anybody, anyone. It's all coaching now. So it comes down to coaching. There's so Jimbo there is looking no, there.
0: There's no question. Everything else is there: facilities, talent, the crowd, the fans, the support, the NIL money, the you know, you name it. The recruits, whatever you name it, they've got it. The only thing that has to show up for this team to win and compete for an SEC West championship, for an SEC championship, for a national championship is coaching right that's 100 and hey. he's got it in front of him and we'll see you know he did it with Jameis and that crew uh when Jameis was in his first year starting as a Florida State Seminole and he took that loaded loaded team that had you know all of their starters ended up basically in the NFL you know and he took that loaded team to a national championship can he do that with this group um and that's going to be the question everything is there can you get them to the promised land
1: all right
0: got a question Um, for you
1: when you're when you're done
0: all right what's your question what
1: are the days of trade deadline what do you think anything big happen you like it what do the astros do
0: i think the astros are already the haze in the barn as they say they well they, they brought in mancini and they brought in the catcher for uh for the red sox so you know They've got hey, which catcher they bring in? The uh, is it Vasquez the catcher for the Red Sox? I don't know. I didn't hear that. I just everybody's
1: talking about Soto and Bell going to the Padres. I looked at that lineup. I'm not that impressed. I mean, they still got they got two, three, five are solid, but one, six,
0: seven, eight, nine still suck. Look, and that's the thing, you know, right? They've got three. Well, I guess Bell. You can keep Bell, in the Bell's a good player too, right? Yeah, that's one too. You got team. three superstars in that middle of that lineup. Mm-hmm. But that's baseball. Where, where's the rest hell, of the
1: team? Look at the Angels. What the hell are the Angels doing? They got two of the best players in all of baseball. They can't win a freaking game.
0: You I ain't agree. got I mean, pitching. You ain't got baseball, baby. And and just think, they've already given two of those guys contracts. What happens, now they're going to have to give the third one a contract too, right? I mean, and don't get me wrong, Soto's a beast. He's an animal. He's one of the best young players in all of baseball, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you've got to have a lineup from one to nine. You've got to have a pitching rotation from one to five. You've got to have guys in the bullpen. And that's what it takes to win, especially pitching. I'm excited for the Astros because we're ready to go win another World Series. That's what we're going to do. Get them. So, Giga Baggies, AP, Corey, signing out from the tailgate. Later.